0: welcome to the matt Walsh podcast everybody well i wanted to talk uh, this week maybe talk about something a little bit different a little bit different than usual especially it, it, trying to get away from politics to the extent that i can a few weeks out from the election um and maybe it's, uh, this is an appropriate topic because we're all looking for escapist. We're looking for escapism. We're looking to escape. And that's where we, uh, we, we, we generally will turn on the TV or watch Netflix. Although we do that all the time anyway. We spend 80% of our lives watching screens. So uh, we're, we're always looking to escape, it seems. But I did want to talk this week about uh, TV and in particular one TV show, The Walking Dead. Okay, I, had, uh, I hadn't watched... Walking Dead. I, I started watching when it first came on, whatever that was, so long ago now, six or seven years ago. And I remember I watched the pilot episode which was like 90 minutes and it was essentially a film and it was really good. It was compelling. It was a compelling uh, uh, pilot. And I, 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 I stayed with it for a few seasons but I, start, I stopped watching it after a while primarily because it's just a, I found it to be a really stupid, dull, boring show, very poorly written, with um, a lot of a lot of poor, surprisingly bad acting for uh, for a, for the number one show on TV. I admit that I I didn't. Um, the reason I started watching it was not for really for moral reasons. Uh, and this is one of those shows where you know it's it's a very popular show. A lot of Christians watch it, and so it's one of those shows where you always hear Christians saying, "Well, why are other Christians Christians watching this show? We shouldn't be watching the show." And I heard those arguments, and I always thought hey, I could see what you're coming from. But I could rationalize it back when I did watch the show. I could rationalize it. I could say, well, it's you know, it's it's a story about hope and survival, and there's you know, it's the story about the moral choices that people are making in this situation, and blah blah blah. And yeah, there are zombies eating people's faces off, but that's more that's you know, that's not the point of the show. Probably weak rationalizations, to be honest, unconvincing. But I stopped watching it anyway. And then uh, and then. You know, this the, the new season started and it was getting a lot of buzz on social media. And I thought, well, maybe I'll. Uh, it, it was on this sun, this past Sunday night, and I thought maybe I'll tune in just to see. You know, maybe may, I don't know. Maybe it's been maybe it's improved. Maybe it's turned a new leaf. As I, I, who knows? So I thought I'd tune in, and I did. And um, and if well, if you saw the show, if you heard about it, you 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 probably know what happened. That a couple of people got their heads bashed in with baseball bats, and that was it wasn't just something that happened in the episode. That was like the entire episode. That was the only point of the episode was just here are these two people getting their heads bashed in with baseball bats. And, um, it was now, I don't know if there's any really, really any kind of respectful way to to depict something like that on TV. Uh, but if there is one, they certainly didn't shoot for it. Instead, it was very gimmicky and played for the shock factor and really, really for nothing else. And then they tried at the very end of the episode to wrangle in some emotion. And uh, so on one hand, and this has been the case with the show probably all along, they want in a lot of shows that you see on TV. Um, and that's what I want to talk about. But we'll get to that in a second. So on one hand, they want you to gawk at the violence, and they want you to watch it for the violence and the shock, the, you know, the shock factor, the scare t- the, uh, the, uh, the gimmicks, the gimmicky violence. They want you to gawk at the violence like any other kind of torture porn that you would see, like a movie like Saw or one of those kind of movies. They want that on one hand. But on the other hand, they also want you to be invested in the characters. And so they want you to take the the story seriously at the same time. But you can't really have it both ways. You know, you can have a TV show or a film um, that is violent and where there is violence included in the story but that violence isn't really violence isn't really the point there's something deeper there that they're trying to get to trying to depict and so they don't dwell on the violence or revel in it but they get to the to the deeper issues underneath it so you can have that or you can have a show or film that revels in the violence and the violence is really kind of the point you can't do both and Walking Dead is an example of a show that tries to do both. You try to do both and it's just going to end up with uh the latter. It's just going to end up well really the violence is the point. And all the the emotion and all that stuff is just that's really just window dressing for the violence. That's really context the emotion and everything, the supposed morality play of it, that's context for the violence as opposed to the violence being the context for um the morality and the deeper issues and the, the, the emotional impact and everything else. So I'm watching this and I'm thinking, you know, I really shouldn't be watching this and, uh, and I'm not going to watch it anymore. Um, it, it, I mean, it, I, I just couldn't And you know, look, we, we know that it's all, it's all make believe it's fake and everything, but still um, I'm still thinking, well, on a Sunday I you know, get up in the morning, I go to church with my family. And then do I want to wrap up the day by watching people get their heads bashed in just for the fun of it? just, where that's really the whole fun of watching is to see that kind of thing happen. Is that a good thing for me? Should I be doing it? The answer is no. The answer is no. It's not good. It's not right. I don't gain anything from it. There's nothing to be gained from it. And so this goes back to, and I'm in the reason I bring this up is I want to have a, you know, I want to have a broader conversation, but I bring this up because I want to implicate myself as well. What, what I'm trying to say is that we as Christians are not nearly discriminating enough when it comes to the kind of media that we consume and the the entertainment, the supposed art that we um subject ourselves to. We are not nearly discriminating enough. We we're not discriminating at all. And so we spend a lot of our time falling down these rabbit holes, being led down these rabbit holes by these uh by Hollywood to a place where there's just nothingness where there's just violence and sex and nothing and there's and and, and there's nothing we, we there's nothing for us to gain from it and um, i brought this up about other shows like game of thrones and others uh, but those are shows that i don't watch this is a show that i did watch that i that i had watched for a few seasons and uh, i watched the episode last night and so i'm implicating myself i should have stopped watching the show i should have never watched it to begin with Uh, I should have noticed it's gotten worse. I think what what I saw on Sunday was worse than anything they've done before, where now it's just totally revealed that there's nothing deeper in the show at all. It's just about the violence. And so you just, you just should not be watching it. Uh, I think it's always been the case. It's just worse now. And I should have picked up on that. And so I, I'm, I'm implicating myself. I I'm making this mistake too. It's a, it's a really hard mistake to not make. I think if we're honest with ourselves and we look at, and this isn't the, this isn't the case for everybody. I know there are people that don't have TVs. Um, well, these days saying you don't have a TV doesn't really mean anything because you could have you know, you got a computer and you could be watching Netflix 8 hours a day. But there are people who just don't watch media at all of of any sort. TV, Netflix, nothing. And there are people like that, and I think that's a really that's a good place to be. But there's nothing wrong with watching shows and watching movies. And this is it is an art form. It's a modern art form. And there are there are actually plenty of movies and shows that have been made in the past and even some that are out today that are edifying, and, um, and a lot can be gained from watching them. But that's not the case for all of them. And in fact, for most of them, that's not the case. And so I think a lot of us, if we're to be honest, and we look at all the things that we watch, the shows and the movies and everything else, if we're honest, we could say that almost all of it we could do without. Um, either It's either we could do without or even worse than that, it's really actively harming us spiritually. Now, I'm not saying that Christians should only watch children's cartoons i'm not saying the christians should insulate themselves from the culture entirely relegate all of their viewing habits to kirk cameron films and charlie brown specials i'm not saying that at all um in fact i don't think that and and uh because on the flip side of this coin there are a lot of christians that say well you can only watch you should only watch movies and tv shows if they're quote-unquote christian movies and tv shows and the problem with that is is that I've seen a fair amount of quote-unquote Christian films. I mean, Christian TM, trademark, the brand Christian. I've seen a fair amount of those kinds of movies, and almost all of them I find atrocious. I mean, atrociously bad. It, it, impossible to watch. And although there's nothing harmful, really, nothing actively harmful going on, on the screen, uh, it, it's it's basically harmless, milk milquetoast, um, I also, I'm not gaining anything from it at all. I'm just, I'm just not gaining. I, should, I could just be sitting there watching a pile of rocks and I'd probably gain more from that. Um, so I'm not saying that you have to relegate yourself to that because, because a lot of that stuff is just poor quality. And, it's, and, and in many cases, it's, it's, a, it's, of a, it's of a cynical poor quality where you've got these companies that just put out quote-unquote Christian films and they don't put any effort into it because they know the Christians will just eat it up because it's called Christian. And so I don't really want to support that either. Um, but what we have to realize and confront is that the Bible tells us to protect our purity of heart and mind, um, to focus on things that are right and true. You know, whatever is right, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, focus on these things. And those exhortations apply to us today and they apply to the shows that we watch. And if I'm going to take that exhortation and apply it to a show like the walking dead, does it does it pass muster? Does it pass the smell test? Does it pass the smell test for a show like, um, uh, you know, Game of Thrones or any of these dumb network, these trashy network? I don't even know Scandal or you know How to Get Away with Murder. I haven't I haven't seen any of these shows. I just know that they're 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 stupid, trashy shows. And so when the Bible tells us focus on things that are right and true, focus on things that bring us closer to God. Do 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 these shows? fall under that umbrella i think the answer is no now i agree with people that say well we shouldn't be sheltered we shouldn't shelter ourselves and that's true um i think we should shelter ourselves more than we do in in fact in a sense we should shelter ourselves as much as possible from sin and temptation we shouldn't put ourselves in occasions for sin so we should shelter ourselves in that, in that sense and especially shelter our children. But adults should also be adults, develop adult tastes. Uh, and that means that when it comes to art, when it comes to film, TV, television shows, you're going to want something of greater substance than, you know, a lot of people will anyway. They'll want something of greater substance than Full House or, uh, or you know, Looney Tunes cartoons. It's just a shame that adult quote unquote, in our culture always means, you know, cartoonishly violent or pornographic. In a more intellectual, more mature society, that wouldn't be the case. Purchasing an adult, you know, you could go, if we lived in a mature, if we didn't live in idiocracy, um, you could go to your, you know, you could be at a hotel and, you know, you go to the pay-per-view, the on-demand section, and it says there's the adult film section. And you could go there, you could order a movie, and they'd have movies like A Man for All Seasons or Gone with the Wind or something. Not, not XXX Porn Fests. But adult would mean, oh, this is something substantive, rich, deep, complex, nuanced, mentally engaging. But that's not what it means. For us in our culture, if something is called, quote-unquote, adult, this is adult-themed, um, what it signifies is that someone's genitals are prominently featured or someone's getting their head bashed in or whatever else. Now, that said, um, I do think that an actual adult story as opposed to a quote-unquote adult story can be dark, um, even at times graphic. There can be misery, um, sadness. All these things are real. These are all very real things. And so art artists have always... Try to grapple with them and to find something in them that's true, and I think that that's good and that's and that's okay if if we know that we can handle it. So we'll take an example. Yeah, let me just. There's there's many examples of this, but um, let me take uh, uh, a famous example. Okay, Schindler's List for just you know for instance, Schindler's List. There's violence in that movie, profanity, nudity, but the violence serves the story. And is not, not once, shown in a glorified, stylized light. You're not there to gawk at the violence. When the violence shows up in the movie, you're supposed to be horrified by it. Um, the nudity in there is also is, is non-sexual um, and uh, necessary, really, to give the audience a full appreciation of the ways in which the Nazis dehumanized and brutalized their victims. But if Schindler's List, in a different universe, that movie came out and it reveled in outlandish, kill-bill kind of bloodshed, and there was nudity every other minute, and coincidentally all the naked people were supermodels, and the screenplay included 18 uh, bizarre Nazi sex scenes, I would have a very different opinion of the film. And suddenly it would go from a, a harrowing terrifying tale about the evil uh, of men and the heroism of others to a celebration and exploitation of evil it would go from adult to quote-unquote adult from powerful to pornographic from redemptive to corrupting from challenging to to lazy really among among other things that's the other problem with the proliferation of these kinds of uh, depressing, amoral, violent, often sex-crazed shows and movies. So on top of everything else, they're just lazy. And uh, you know th- this is the case with The Walking Dead. Now, The Walking Dead's not sex-crazed. Uh, I'll give it that. But as far as being depressing, miserable, graphic, violent just for the sake of it, on top of that, everything else, it's, it's lazy, dumb, contrived. And it, it takes our minds away from things that are above things that are right and pure and good and drags us into the gov- to, to the gutter where we lose brain cells and, and IQ points and we gain nothing from it. It's easy to tell a story where the characters are horrible and horrible things happen and people have sex and everybody dies uh, it's easy to do. It, it's cheap. It's juvenile. Yeah, horrible things are part of life, but so are redemption and goodness. And, uh, and those are more enthralling and exciting and fascinating parts, in fact. It's, see, that, that, that's the thing. Um, and you don't even have to... You know, we, we don't even have to talk about dumb shows like The Walking Dead because this is even even more mature and intelligent work more matured intelligent art films and shows can make this mistake as well you know when we want to talk about for instance violence misery those kinds of things um when when someone's telling a story if they're dragging you into this misery and this sadness they fine they can drag you into it and and lead you into it but they need to find something there to just drag you into the misery and just leave you there at the end of it. What's the point of that? That's not, that's not what art is supposed to do. Art is not supposed to say, Oh, look at this miserable thing here and just rub your face in it and just leave you there. It's supposed to find something true in it, give you something to hold on to. You should come away from it. Even and it doesn't mean that everything has to have a happy ending. But at the end, but at the end of it, after after you've gone through this journey, it should have some answers. It should it should be trying to tell you something about what you're experiencing, about all that misery. But if it just drags you into the misery and just says, here you go, and leaves you there, and that's it, what's the point? I'll give you another example. Um, for my money, one of the greatest films of all time, possibly the greatest film of all time, um, if I can count them as one film, The Godfather 1 and 2. I don't count. Number three doesn't exist in my heart and soul. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. So Godfather 1 and 2. Um, great, great films. Not a happy ending. If we t- if we take Godfather 2, the end, if that's the end of the story, it's not a happy ending. And spoiler alert, the movie ends with Michael Corleone uh, having his brother murdered. And that's the end of the, the movie right there. That's the last scene. And then there's a flashback scene, but that's really the, the last scene in the movie is his brother um, saying a Hail Mary and then being killed. So it's not happy. Um, it's not a movie for kids, but I do think for, for, Christians who can handle this kind of story, um, it, it's it's a good one to watch because it's a study of a man's descent into evil. You start with Michael Corleone, who is a, we understand, a good and innocent man, a war hero. And then we see slowly as he descends from one choice to another, um, starting at the beginning with choices that seem reasonable even justified in some cases and then slowly we see how all these choices that he's making that supposedly are about his family and doing what's right for his family they see that it's really about him and we see how as he gains more power and more money and he 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 just collapses in on himself and at the very end we see a man with all the possessions in the world in this huge, beautiful house, but with nothing. His family is gone. His kids are gone. His wife left him. He just killed his brother. He's got nothing left. He gave everything in pursuit of power and in pursuit of of his own elevation, and he's left with nothing. Um, And that's the point of the story. And the point of the story is not just that, but to show you how that happens and i think there's a lot to be gained from that i think there's a you know it's a it's a tragedy it's a it's a it's a classic kind of greek tragedy and there's a lot to be gained a lot that can be learned from watching something like that uh, the the tv show version of that i think will be breaking breaking bad which for my money is the greatest television show of all time and again it shows a man who starts good and decent and we see how he descends and how he uh, you know as he as he pursues these uh his own elevation, his own power, his own glory—how he loses everything—and then at the very end, the very last episode, they—they, they, you know, not only have they shown that, but then they—they they do find a little bit of redemption and hope, even for that character. At the end, um, we find him confronting to a certain extent his own evil, and so again, I, I think there's a lot to be gained from that. But that's not see. That's very different than a lot of the stuff you see today. Um, that's not nihilism. That's the opposite of nihilism. That's showing you that evil is evil and this is what it does to you. And this is why we should turn from evil and pursue that which is good. That's, you know, those kinds of stories, if they're done right and with the right intentions, that's what what you can gain from it. As opposed to a lot of the shows and movies you see now where it's just nihilism, where there's really, everyone is horrible. Everything is evil and there's nothing. Nobody really pays any con. There's no consequences for their actions. It's just people are horrible, horrible things happen. And, uh, and that's it. It's just nihilism. It, you know, it's like every Quentin Tarantino movie that's ever been made. everyone, Everyone in the movie is terrible. They're all awful, and, uh, but you know things still work out okay for some of them. Some of them die. Nothing matters. And what's the point? A lot of TV shows and movies offer a, a relentlessly nihilistic view of the world because the people producing them lack the intelligence and I think the moral insight to go deeper, to say something profound, profound, to say something interesting, to say something worthwhile. So there's a, there's a fine line between a restrained, intelligent, purposeful, cautionary parable, a kind of morality play. There's a fine line between that and a meandering, pointless trip into the abyss where we do nothing but gawk at bloody corpses and, and naked bodies. There's, there's a fine line, not even that fine of a line. It's a pretty clear line, I think, between the two. And whatever side of the line that it falls on, um, we should. And one of the ways we can figure out if what side of the line it falls on, we ask ourselves: What are we gaining by giving this thing our attention? This show, this movie. Does it deserve our attention? Was it giving us anything in return? Is it assisting us in our quest to be good people, to be godly people? If the answers to those questions are no, nothing, and no, then we should turn off the TV and go do something else, like read a book, exercise, you know, pulverize our television with a crowbar. I mean, all of these things are infinitely more constructive than uh, watching The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. I think uh, we should, and this is what I was thinking about after Sunday, that. We should treat our brains and souls with the same respect, at least, that we give a kitchen sponge. You wouldn't put your sponge in the toilet and then use it to clean your dinner plate. So why would we let our brains absorb hours of filth every day, filth and violence and sex and everything, and then think that we can turn around and use those same minds to be decent, virtuous people in real life? It's very hard to do. And so we just have to be very honest about what we're watching. And it's really, it's, you know, the thing is, it's really easy to rationalize what I said, for instance, about breaking bad and uh, the Godfather, just as examples, that these are morality plays and a study of, of evil and the consequences of evil um, consequence of sin that if you wanted to, you could try to take that rationalization and use it for like any show (laughs) and say "Oh, users it's a study of human sin and you could try to but we got to be honest and and usually if that's what the the creator of the show or the film is trying to get at if that's the point it it should be pretty obvious like in fact just to i don't mean to keep harping i just you know I, i like talking about breaking bad anytime i get a chance um there's one scene that I think is one of the, the the best scenes I've ever seen on TV in that show. I think from the fourth or third or fourth season, I think it was the fourth season, um, and it made the point of the show extremely clear, and it offered a, a moral insight. And this is a show. I think the guy Vince Gilligan who made the show is not uh, he's not a religious guy at all. Um, he's basic. I think he's basically a secular Jew, so he's not Christian. He's not even really a religious Jew, um, but he still has a a moral insight that a lot of Christian that from what I've seen, almost every, probably every Christian filmmaker uh, out there today lacks with the exception, I guess, of Mel Gibson. Um, But there's one scene in that show where we see uh, Jesse Pinkman, who's the, kind of the sidekick of the uh, of Walter White the main character and the, the Michael Corleone type character in the movie and this scene happens a few episodes after Jesse is in a position where he feels that he's forced to shoot and kill an innocent man to murder an innocent man and he does he, he murders an innocent man in cold blood he felt like he had to for, pre- for self-preservation for both him and, and Walter so they have him co- kill an innocent man in cold blood, but they don't just move past it. They deal with it in the show, and he's racked with guilt, and he, he starts abusing drugs, and then he starts going to kind of a, a drug, you know, a, a support group for recovering drug addicts, and it's a support group all based around kind of new age self-acceptance. And he's sitting there one time. And this is, you know, he's he's still in the midst of all this grief, and he's using drugs and everything. And he's sitting there, and uh, the, the leader of the group is talking about how we should be accepting of ourselves, and we should accept everything about ourselves, and just move past all the bad things we've done and everything. And th- and I'm not going to try to recreate the monologue, but he, but Jesse Pinkman launches into this monologue, saying as much as he can without confessing to the entire group that he killed a man but he challenges this notion of self-acceptance and he basically says, I- I've done all these horrible things and uh, I'm, par- I'm just, I'm summing up the mental. Like, this isn't actually what he said, but you know, I've done all these horrible things. I feel incredible guilt for them. There should be a consequence for it. It needs to something. because if there's no con- if I can just accept it and move on and, and Hey, it's all, it's all right. Then what's the point? What does any, what does life mean? What's the point of anything? And so you find this guilt-ridden person who is crying out, who wants a consequence. He wants to be punished for what he's done. He deeply craves a punishment because he feels like if he lives in a world where he can just kill somebody and do what he wants and just get away with it and, and, and move on, then there's no point to life. What's the point? And it's a really intense, deep concept. Um, deals with guilt in a very powerful way that I I have just not seen any TV show do that. And I think it's beyond the capacity of any of these kind of quote-unquote Christian movies that you see. They they don't deal in in such a meaningful, powerful, and deep way with things like this. And you see something like that and you know, okay, this is not a show where it's violence for violence's sake this is, a, this is something where they're, 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 it dredges up all these things like guilt and sin and evil, and it it's, tries to make something of them, to find something in it, to make sense of it. And that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to make sense of things to some degree. There should be some truth in it somewhere. And that's what we should be looking for in the media and the art that we consume. And if we don't find it, then I think we should leave it off to the side. And that's my point. All right. I'm going to leave it there uh, myself, and I'll talk to you guys next time. about will preach speed Godspeed, everybody.